listener. Hi and welcome back to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Features Editor at Broadsheet and I host this short guide to Sydney. There's an elegant new Mexican restaurant in Glebe that's opened by a husband and wife team who already have a taqueria in Piermont. This place is called New. Broadsheet contributor Callum McDermott is here and he has interviewed the owners. I believe you've also been into the restaurant. Yep, it was great. So Mm -hmm. this particular place... I know from your story in Broadsheet, you've said there are dishes that people might not recognise as being Mexican. Can you explain why that is? The owners of the restaurant, um, husband and wife and business partners, Manuel and Diana, they're both from a state to the south of Mexico called Oaxaca. Um, In recent years, Oaxaca has become a lot more well-known in the public imagination, largely because of you know, the influence of mezcal becoming more of a thing, especially in Sydney. But it still has a kind of cuisine that it exports that doesn't resemble a lot of the more northern Mexican style. And that's not even Tex-Mex or anything, just more of the northern Mexican style cuisine that we typically associate with a lot of Mexican restaurants, especially in Sydney. So when you say typically, we're talking about tacos. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, lots of tacos, uh, in recent years, Mexico City street food, things like tortas or, you know, cheesy quesadillas and all that sort of thing of really, you know, birria tacos, all that kind of thing have really taken off. And Oaxacan cuisine is a lot more distinct and shows a lot more pre-Hispanic influences. So it's a very different kind of Mexican food. And this is where the owners are from. They grew up in Oaxaca. Yeah, absolutely. So... Manuel is from Oaxaca, grew up his whole life there, and um, Diana is from Chiapas, which is a state next to Oaxaca, but moved there very young, and they both grew up there before moving to Sydney. If people aren't familiar with them already, they have their first venue is in Piermont, and it's more like a, a takeaway place. You can sit outside, I believe, and they've they do tacos. They do kind of the talk, the kind of cuisine you've mentioned that people might expect from Mexico. What is that particular venue like? Yeah, Nativo, which uh, was their first venue, is um, there's only something like, as you mentioned, 14 seats or something. There are all sorts of tacos um, that regularly rotate. And Nativo's, I guess one of its cool selling points is that you've got Manuel, who has a very extensive um, career having worked in some of Mexico City's best restaurants, like with the legendary chef Patricia Quintana and um, in some Michelin-star restaurants in France. So he's creating some really high-level tacos that incorporate a lot of Australian ingredients like saltbush and pepperberry and native ingredients. That's kind of where Nativo comes in. So why did Diane and Manuel want to open a second restaurant and, and take it in, in a different direction entirely? I think it's one of those classic things where... Um, people have an original plan that they want to do and then along the way they sort of have a first project as a sort of proof of concept. So I think Nativo in many ways proved that there was some kind of an appetite for more traditional Mexican and Sydney in general I think performs extremely well in the Australian context. You've got, you know, Alejandro Huerta and Rosa Cienfuegos and all sorts of excellent Mexican chefs that are really sort of representing their culture and their traditions really well. This new place, from the images I've seen, it's in a 
Victorian terrace and it looks like it's got really beautiful paired back fit out. What does it look like inside? So coming in, it's just a classic Glaypoint Road terrace, obviously. Um, inside, it's a very sort of understated, a really earthy colour palette. Um, I mentioned in the story that Nu is a mixed tech, um, indigenous sort of Mexican word for earth and ground, and that has really extended to the palette and the tone of the venue. Um, just lots of brown tones and it just feels very homey and they were explicitly trying to go for a casual, um, unfussy sort of space that really allowed the spotlight to be shone on the mezcals and the dishes on the menu. You've mentioned that the word means kind of ground or earth. Is that translated into the menu? What, what, is, what is the food that we can order here? Yeah, so as I mentioned, it's all about Oaxaca. Um, so Southern Mexican cuisine, lots of pre-Hispanic influences, how that shows up on the menu. Um, mole, which is one of Mexico's best known and definitely a point of pride for their culture. It's a type of dish or sauce. Some people call it a sauce. Lots of people call it a dish because of its complexity. And Oaxaca in particular is known for, you know, it's seven different kinds of mole. So there are some that are bright green, others that are, you know, a big, like deep crimson. It'll really vary depending on, you know, what sort of chilies and what's being put into it. The one that features the most prominently at Nu is a recipe that was passed down to Manuel by his grandmother. And um, it's a very involved process. I think your story said 40 ingredients. Yeah, he mentioned that there are 40 different ingredients and it kind of takes, depending on your definition, between, you know, a week or a month to make it because essentially he combines all these different kinds of chilies and nuts and fruits and bread and Oaxacan chocolate and all kinds of different things into one base, which is called a mole madre, which, you know, is a mother mole, a lot like a sourdough mother. And then that base takes a long time to create and using that as a base that he then, then creates the sauce out of it with chicken stock and all sorts of fresh ingredients and that takes several days as well. And um, that features all over the menu, whether it's on um, the pork belly or the emeladas where it covers chicken in tortillas. Um, it's just a really like extremely complex sauce and one of my favourite things to do when I go out is order something that I would never in a million years have a chance of being able to replicate at home. That's a very good kind of rule to live by, I think. Yeah. And so when I see a 40-ingredient sauce, my interest is immediately... <laughs> I'm not going to make that at home. Yeah, exactly. I don't have a spare month at the moment. So so aside from that particular dish, the mole, was there anything else that really stood out to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, something I'd never had before was the memela del mercado. And that was um, grilled maize dough. So obviously masa, corn throughout Mexico is the dominant ingredient. Staple. And um, it's used here to create basically something resembling a pancake of corn dough that's then grilled in a pan and it's topped with... Pork shoulder, beans cooked in bone marrow, 
um, a lot of coriander and lime and just liberal amounts of queso fresco, which is similar to mozzarella. I loved it. <laughs> I loved every, every bite of it. That was pretty, pretty great. We yeah. haven't talked about a key component of this particular place, which is the mezcal, the drinks. I know there's a cocktail list that is also named for various famous women from Oaxaca. Can you tell us what is the kind of the best order in your opinion? Yeah, absolutely. So Diana Ferreira, who's Manuel's business partner, she's an expert in Mezcal in Oaxaca City. She got certified and is a Mezcologist. Um, I believe Australia's only Mezcologist. Yeah, yeah certainly the only one I've ever that we've probably um, heard of. And Mezcal, it's one of those classic things where a lot of different states in Mexico claim it, but in my opinion, Oaxaca definitely makes the most compelling argument for the ownership of Mezcal, at least um, in terms of how many producers there are alone. And Diana is extremely good at working with these small batch Mezcal producers. The reason the lineup changes so often is because most of the bottles she was able to source are only 250 mils at mm -hmm. a time. So... So extremely rare. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's very changeable as well. So there are, you know, always mezcals that you can try neat. But um, in terms of what you'll always be able to order, she's created uh, a list of mezcal-based cocktails that she calls mezcalinas. And as you mentioned, they're pretty much all all of the stories behind them are inspired, and flavor profiles are inspired by famous Oaxacan women, some of whom. Uh, were real. Others are just more folkloric. So there's the Princesa Donaghy, who appears on the state seal of Oaxaca. And um, the story goes that she was in a relationship with the conqueror. Um, that didn't go so well, and she ended up getting beheaded. And in the drink, because it's based on a Oaxacan drink, there's a lot of grenadine put into it to simulate the blood of her losing her head. Yeah, I really wondered where that was going to go with some beheadings. <laughs> yeah. But it's it as gruesome as it sounds. Can't wait for my next one. Delicious? Yeah. Is this the kind of place where you can go in just for drinks or is it more of a sit down and experience the mezcal as part of your meal? I wouldn't say it's somewhere that you'd pop in for a drink, but I think given that most of the dishes are just above the $20 mark, it's a for the quality of food you're getting and the fact that you can't find much in a similar vein anywhere else in town, it's a really good value night out. Well, thanks so much for telling us about it. I feel like you've got a wealth of knowledge and we could go on for many more minutes than we have time for. Well, you can find new at 29 Glebe Point Road in Glebe. Thanks, Cal. <laughs> Summer is still a little while away, but it does feel like our Instagram feeds have been filled with just these glittering water scenes with people sipping cocktails in Europe somewhere, most likely. And it has made me think about our summer wardrobes and maybe having that ideal summer shirt that you can wear at beach picnics or to a music festival and just, you know, feel really good in them. I know that broadsheet shopping editor Alice Jeffrey is the perfect person to find this ideal shirt. So you've written about a brand called Salone who make their bold printed Cuban shirts here in Australia. 
Alice, tell us who's behind the brand and what does the name mean? Yeah, so Joe and Alex Lestrange are the duo behind Salone. They kind of self-describe as a soiree shirt. So in my mind, they're a more sophisticated party shirt. Okay, um, so maybe not the music festivals that I mentioned? No, like I think you can still wear them in fun environments. They're just kind of a grown-up take on maybe, you know, some of the other printed shirts you've had in your wardrobe for years. So maybe oysters and cocktails. Yeah, a little vermouth on the rocks. Um, but they the name kind of loosely translate from Italian to hotel lobby. And that, I guess, gives you like a sense of what they're trying to do with the brand is it is Sydney based. It definitely has that coastal relaxed lifestyle that we all, you know, are lucky enough to experience here. But then it's got that European element of um, a lot of the inspiration came from archival prints they saw in galleries when they were living in the UK and traveling in Europe or um, kind of literature and art and those references that have that old world appeal. The six in the collection, which feels like a really small collection, have got patterns like cube shapes and scorpions. So can you describe to us what these shirts have in common, like their cut or fabric? Yeah, so they're a short sleeve. I mean, I guess at face value, they're a men's shirt, but the idea is that anyone can wear them. Um, And whether you want to wear it oversized over your swimsuit at the beach Or, um, yeah, I think there's kind of no really defined who can and cannot wear these shirts. They're short sleeve. They're slightly different silhouettes, but one's kind of like more of a camp collar, um, kind of boxy fit button down the front. The fabrics are, there's a linen and cotton blend um, for one. And then some of them are in a um, tensile, which is technically a synthetic fabric, but it's kind of from eucalyptus pulp. So it acts like silk, but slightly less fussy, I guess, in terms of maintenance for when you're washing and wearing and keeping that going in your wardrobe. So Salone makes the shirts in Australia and you've said in your story that it has a limited edition mentality. What does that mean? Um, I think the idea they're trying to sort of bring to life is those one-off pieces that they really love vintage shopping. And, you know, when you find something and then someone's like, where is that from? It's amazing. It's always kind of a Um, bittersweet when you have to say it's vintage so no one else can have it. But yeah, their mentality is small runs. They've kind of got six out at the moment in edition one. They'll do different drops to keep them um, feeling special. And also, I guess, to give you a reason why you might want to add another one to your collection is like when the next phase comes out. Um, Yeah. How much are the shirts and where can we get them? So they are about 220 to 240, I believe, depending on the fabric. And you can shop them directly from the brand's website, which is salone.com.au. Well, thanks so much, Alice. I'm going to go and check them out now. Thanks, Emma. And that's all we have time for today. As always, you can keep up to date with what's happening around Sydney at broadsheet.com.au and at broadsheet underscore Sid on Instagram. listener production.